All right, so I just came back from my first grade class, right? If you guys don't know, I'm in a right. first grade class for my field work. And we had grammar on the schedule for our to-do list today, right? So, you know, since they're first graders, they were on Zoom last year. So they don't really know, like, what everything is. So a student right. asked me, Miss Khan, what's grammar? <laughs> like, right. Before you before you answer, before you answer, let's just remind our listeners that you have a degree in English. And, and I graduated you're, early. You're going to be an English teacher, right? No, right. not an English teacher, a regular gen ed teacher. But, um, so she asked me, what what's grammar? And in that moment, I could not think what grammar was. I was like, right. at first I was like, what the hell is grammar? But also second <laughs> was like, how can I simplify it for her little first grade mind to like, you know, actually digest? Right. You know right. what I said instead of just saying the rules of writing and reading? What'd you say? I literally said, I was like, I was like, you know, like if you read a text and it says, Kevin will go here, Kevin was will go here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. that's what grammar is. Like, that's not the right answer. Right. You have a degree. She did English. not know what I was talking about. I was like, oh, does that make sense? She nodded her head. What you were talking about. She nodded her head, but I know that that was like a threat to her. She did not know what was going on. You made her more confused. <laughs> she probably went home and cried. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome back to Difficult Dish, a podcast about different South Asian narratives. I am Hua. And my name is Mashnoon. I don't know why that took him seven years to forget to say. Sorry, I was stretching. All right. So today we're talking about fashion. And you guys are like, you know, what the hell are we going to talk about with regarding to fashion? But crazy enough. There's like, so much to talk about. Yeah, both Mashun and I have grown up in a way where we wanted to express ourselves through fashion. But we both were kind of diminished and hated on because of our fashion due to culture right. and like by our parents and like just different factors and his um topic is a little bit different from what i experienced but regardless like we both kind of dealt with similar things at the end of the day so yeah I, i'm really excited i think it's crazy how you know we both have our really extensive experience in in fashion and in clothing you know i've been really into it my whole life and i've had the comments that have been said about me plug by the instagram Moshin and also Lanier. plug the old youtube channel that you had I'm not doing that. So quick, quick side story before we get in, get into, get into the things, you know. So uh, when I was 19, I made a little YouTube video, a little three looks by Mosh Munir, a little men's fashion look. You look fly. I didn't, <laughs> but and don't go looking for it because it's privated and but nobody you know, can he see. Was it. But the I got, first brown boy to get it popping. Uh, to get it popping, you feel me? But so yeah, I mean, like I've been posting fit pics on instagram since i was like 18 19 years old and i've been into clothing for a really long time like since i was in elementary school and you know when when i first thought about or we together we thought of this idea of talking about clothing and fashion and i had the things that i want to say and i like i didn't ask you like what you want to say until later on and then the things that you were telling me were things that you know like i didn't even consider and like guys don't even consider and like i'm excited to to get into it but um yeah, do you want to kind of talk about briefly what your stance on it is, like what you experienced, and then I'll talk about my main idea. What one more point before we before I start, I'll start. But like, I think it's also important to note that like the reason that we're talking about this is because like we also plan on continuing um, having clothing and having fashion right. as a part of our brands that that we want to build out in our lives. 
um, you know, like you have a, a clothing line and mm-hmm. you sell apparel and you sell your like your prints and your designs on clothing. Right. And that's something that I'm going to start doing soon with the release of my book. And, you know, I, I have a I have a lot of things that I want to do in, in like the fashion world. So right. it'll it'll be a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. But but yeah, um, I'll start with my story. I won't make it too long, but um, I mean, I, I think it starts from. My mom, when she, before she got married in like early 20s, she was really into fashion and she was always the super, the super fly girl you know, on you know the planes. You know the women back home, they really had the drip. Like my mom really like were was it. drippy as hell with the matching salar kameez and bags. Does your, and does your mom just, does your mom just like pull up on you like mad random and yes. just shows you pictures? She's like, look at this picture of me yes. when I was 20. And she literally has not yeah. aged either. Your mom yeah. as well. But what was I saying? So yeah, like my mom was was really into fashion. She was always wearing a ton of jewelry. Even like my dad would tell me, um, he always wore like a bunch of jewelry, like a bunch of necklaces, and and like it wasn't like you know silver or anything. It was like wood necklaces that like he would make or like he would like his friends would give him or like whatever, and he would find in like random markets. You know what's in crazy? Or now that you said that, what? you know how like now we have like defense uh, weapons for like you know sexual assault whatever like key right. knives or like just like actual pepper spray whatever back in mm. the day my mom used to wear a diamond ring if anyone came near her she would swipe them mm. well, so, well, that's what i'm saying fashion back then the right. the mentality back then was was harsh tough tough Thanks girls for- yeah but yeah um so i pretty much got it from my mom and i remember back in like kindergarten like when my mom would lay out the clothing for me like I didn't have a dresser in my room so I had a keyboard that was on just like a keyboard stand because like I used to play piano and she would just lay out the clothing on the keyboard and I was always look at it it would just be a this ugly gap t-shirt with these big cargo shorts put some respect on that gap the 90s 2000s gap I look back at it now I'm like I hated it back then but like my mom was was a couple years ahead Mm -hmm. I did, I took it for granted when when she was giving it to me, but um but yeah like I used to love dressing myself like that early on and like I just had like a a general idea of like clothing that I liked and clothing that I didn't like right. you know like I feel like a lot of kids just kind of like put on whatever whether they like it or not you know they don't even have like a feeling towards clothing it's just like yeah it's clothing but like me I ever since I was early I was like I don't like that but I like this you know and I feel like that's a that's a way of thinking that not a lot of kids have. Um, so yeah, so so boom, um, kindergarten, then elementary school, it started growing. In middle school, I wore a uniform, and once a month we had a dress down day. And I remember the first dress down day I ever had. I wore my sister's black skinny jeans, and I wore my sister's like double laced Converse. It was like these black Converse that. Um, instead of just like one set of laces that go through like the the shoe it was like it was it was two laces so it was like one lace that was black and one lace that was was white and it was just like two laces in one shoe so it was double lace shoes just you know just for some extra you know feel me right and i wore like some neon mayday parade band t-shirt that was my sister's that was really tight on me but I loved it, right? I was like, yo, all, the, all my friends are going to love this. They don't know because right. this is the first dress down day. They don't know what I'm about. They don't know what I could do. Right. Right. I just Tell wore a polo. You heard. Just, man, so I, I pull up. I think it's like sixth period at the end of the day. This one Caucasian fellow named Scott 
he looks at me and he calls me over. I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, I just had to tell you from the side. <laughs> Why did he have to tell you? He had to tell me. He's like, yo, I had to tell you from the side. You really look like a girl. And that stuck with me, you know? I'll slap the shit out of him. I don't think... <laughs> but, like, you know, I don't think he was saying that in, like, a... Like, a, haha, you look like a girl. I think it's just, like, a genuine... Co- even like though it's obviously... Even though it's a dumb kind of comment to make, but he meant that in, like, right. a, he was like, yo, like, that's crazy. Like, you literally look like a girl. <laughs> and, um... And, like, that always just stuck with me. And I, I feel like I, I've heard a lot of comments like that throughout high school. You know, if it was if I was wearing something that was, like, a little too tight or something that was, like, a little too short or, like, whatever. And, like, I had, like, my hair really long at some point, And, like, I get it. But at the end of the day, so, like, boom, high school comes. And that's when I, I start working at Aeropostale. And I start walking up to Goodwill and thrifting clothing by myself and, like, spending, like, my whole check on a bag at Goodwill and walking home and you know, being able to really wear that clothing to school. And at the time, like, my mom would tr- obviously try to buy me as much clothing as, as she as she could. Um, but a lot of the time, it was kind of just, like, me doing my own thing and me trying to find clothing myself. And, and I think, like, the the main part that, like, I want to talk about is, like, obviously, my mom was not with it for for the most part because, you know, at the end of the day in our culture, clothing is something that is, quote-unquote, meant for women and it's unheard of for a man to be into clothing you know a man should just wear something nice and he shouldn't be thinking any further than that you know you shouldn't have to think about a necklace you shouldn't have to think about the tailoring of your jeans or you shouldn't have to think about you know the the crop of your shirt or or any of that it's just you look good and that's all and don't worry about anything else um but yeah I was just always really into like baggy clothing i mean i think i got into it when i was like 18 and i started like going out more that's when i got into like the baggier stuff and you know i was thrifting a lot i loved all like going to all the thrift and the vintage stores in orlando you know we don't have too many but i loved going to them and shit and um obviously the big one is like my mom just called me gay right and you know now she understands that like just because a guy is into clothing doesn't mean he's gay I think she's still, like, a little bit taken away by the idea, but I don't think she's, you know, as, like, quote-unquote ignorant to, like, make that direct comment nowadays. But now, like, she's she's still, like, a little bit confused. She's like, why are you even into this in the first place? Honestly, like, I, I'm not even trying to make myself sound like I'm I'm some different person. I'm some different human and, like, there's nobody like me. But, like, at the time, I, I've just always had, like, this instinct inside of me that, like, you know, I, I take in people's comments and opinions about me and in my head i think about it i'm like okay is that opinion correct or is that comment correct and if they're correct and they have some point to what they're saying i'll take into consideration and i'll see like okay like how can i use this comment slash opinion to like build myself or on the other hand i'll take in their comment or opinion and i'll think okay this is not true like i'm not gay i'm not homeless what she's saying is wrong so i'm just not gonna care about it you know and that's kind of how i've rolled my whole life so like when my mom would say these things about me you know i i wouldn't have the patience to explain to her how you know i'm i'm not gay because of the way that i'm dressing i i just really like clothing i love like the tailoring and i love like the garmentry and learning about high fashion and and i 
you know, I should have had the patience to explain to my mom, like, hey, like, I got this from you. I got this from dad. Like, it all makes sense. But the only way that it made me feel was like, okay, my mom isn't ready for this yet. Let me not, like, shove this in her face as much as, like, I have been. Let me just do this, like, on my side. Like, so, like, when I would go out, I would, like, put all my jewelry, like, in my pockets and I would just put it on, like, in my car. Um, Mm. You know, there would be times where, like, I would... Like, like you. That's so common like, where you have to like literally do things outside of the house. Like yeah. I used to literally wear clothing and then put like a jacket over it or like change outside yeah. when I leave the house. And on and honestly, I've, hands. you know, I, I remember you told me that previously and like I thought about it and like I used to do the same thing too. I remember um when I would want to wear like a baggy t-shirt and I didn't want to see, want my mom to see like how baggy my t-shirt was. I would just put a jacket on so it would just look like I'm wearing a t-shirt and jacket. But like. I would just take the jacket off because, like, I just want to wear the t-shirt. So, um, it didn't really me- make me feel some type of way, but it definitely took a lot of work to get my mom to a place of understanding that, like, she is now. I think first thing that I, like, got from this part of the conversation is, like, f- like, you don't really hear the guy, the male side ever. Like, it's usually the the girls, the woman talking about things like this because, like, I'll talk about it later, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of heavy things that girls have to um, right. go through because of fashion and expressing yourself in a South Asian community. But like, it's interesting that I'm hearing a male's perspective because you never hear that. It's usually not common. And even if it is, it's not talked about. And second, um, it's crazy that you didn't like internalize those comments because I feel like if you always get like disrespected or like hated on constantly for like what you're doing... It's so hard to not believe those things. I think um, a reason why we don't hear about it as much is because I feel like, you know, like when I started making TikToks about like my clothing and stuff, my first initial DMs were like from 15, 16, 17 year old, like South Asian kids or guys who wanted to dress more. But, you know, their mom is making fun of them. Their homies are making fun of them. Like all of their boys at school are making fun of them. And I think like, that's a big a big pushback for for those kids at that age is you know i guess i was just like the one out of the bunch that didn't care what anybody said and like to an extent if they were right if my outfits were terrible and i had no like sense of style like to an extent they were correct because like a lot of my outfits back then were terrible but you know i just always was really into it and that's what kept me pushing but um but yeah i feel like um a big reason to why a lot of brown kids, a lot of brown guys are not into clothing is because, you know, it's a problem in, in our community in itself. Like, it's it's their homies that are pushing them back from wanting to do anything else. Obviously, like, this is changing as times are changing. And now it's, like, a lot more acceptable to be really into, like, these other things. Like, you know, I was thinking the other day how, like, in my in my high school table or, like, in, like, my lunch table and, like, our, like, high school groups... My friends would, they would just want to talk about, like, video games. They'd want to talk about, you know, movies, talk about girls, talk about, like, whatever dumb shit. And I was always the one that wanted to talk about, like, yo, like, let's talk about, like, clothing. Like, let's talk about business. Let's talk, let's talk about, like, drop shipping. And let's talk about, like, stuff that, like, actually matters, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, a, a big reason why you don't hear a lot of brown kids, brown guys talking about it, I feel like, is because they're just taught to not be into it and if they try to get into it they just have everybody around them telling them that it's weird they're weird right why are you doing that like 
Yeah, what I was going to say is, like, literally in the brown community that I grew up in, like, Queens area, like, New York New York guys yeah. in general, like, they're very immature from the people that I've met. And, right. like, if you do something that's not male-like, like, not even anything far-fetched, you know? Oh, that's gay. Right. Oh, like, that's, like, just, like, the worst slurs, like, the worst words that you can use that has no connotation to that. And, like, I'm sure that's so discouraging for people to express themselves because it's literally, like, your own community hating on you and people from this generation. It's an issue that feeds itself, you know, because, like, if one of your homies is calling you gay and now you're discouraged and then if you see somebody who who is trying to do what you were doing, now you're calling them gay. And then, like, right. it's just an, an ongoing cycle that, like, it's, it's hard to fix the problem at its core because everybody learns from what people tell them you know but all in all i mean we'll have a whole episode about toxic masculinity and like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's his forte i feel like that'll be such an interesting topic because again like you know i've said in so many episodes like i feel like i didn't grow up like the average brown kid like the average brown guy because i didn't have like brown people close to me like that so that's definitely something we'll get into later on but um but yeah okay so like i i talked a lot so like i want (laughs) to you know but before we started the the um the episode i mean you told me about some of the stuff that you wanted to talk about and it had me really interested to like want to hear more so so yeah i just want to hear more about about your side about how like clothing and fashion had had affected you so let's start off light right let's talk about piercings oh so so if you all don't my mom won't let me get anything pierced and it makes me sad so the day the day i moved to new york that same day that's get my not happening. Pre- I'm getting my nose pierced. Because you literally said, I'm getting my nose pierced. said when you move out, I'm getting my nose pierced. And you've been moved out for how long? I'm getting my nose pierced. Yeah, yeah. I told him pierced. that there can only be one person with a nose piercing in this And it's going to be me. Right, it's going to be me. <laughs> I have yeah. a nose piercing. You're going to have to take right, yours anyway. out, all right. So, I have six piercings, right? I have two cartilage piercings. I have a tragus piercing. I have my two earlobe piercings and my nose piercing, right? My mom has always been taken aback by my cartilage piercings and my tragus piercings i never like why because let me tell you is that not a thing in brown culture to have a lot of piercings i thought it was she she associates extra piercings on top of like the ones that people usually get like she relates it to like the village people in bangladesh she says that i think it's freaking pronounced opo opi some i forgot i forgot the word but i said it the other day um, and it's, it relates to like the village women that are poor in Bangladesh. And I literally like clapped back the other day. I was like, I was like, did they ask to be poor? Oh. She was like, no. I was like, okay, so what's wrong with that? Why is that an insult? Yeah. She was mute. Hush mode. Hush mode. Mic right. dropped. Right. She literally like had no nothing to say. And right. I was like, what's wrong with them? Like, I piercings, and now like I'm correlated with these Bangladeshi women. But like, did they do anything to you? Are they bad people? Mm-hmm. Are they terrorists? No. Like, they're freaking living and making their money's worth, right? Mm-hmm. So, then she resorted to, I'll pay $100 if you take out your piercings. That's like... And I was like, woman, keep your money to yourself. Like, yeah. I'm not taking... And I've had these piercings for, like, <laughs> five years. That's crazy. Like, well, she's been literally telling me for the past five years. Sometimes she'll forget, but, like... That's crazy. She'll bring it up randomly. She she hasn't even said this much about my tattoo. She actually has never said anything about my tattoo. 
which is crazy. That's like but, makes no sense. Makes no but sense. we can bring up tattoos in another episode. We gotta talk but about anyways. that in an episode. Alright, Um so yeah, like Mashun's point about being called gay regarding expressing yourself in like fashion is like very valid. You know, I I commend you for bringing that up. But I think like brown girls in gen- general have like a different perspective with fashion and like expressing mm-hmm. yourself because like I've never been able to freely just wear whatever I wanted because our bodies have been so sexualized from such a young age that like we don't have that privilege to right like literally from such like elementary school basically like oh don't wear anything tight and like even now my mom always pulls down my shirt like when I'm going to the gym because it's not covering my butt my butt or like she'll pull up my shirt because like my cleavage is showing but like Mm -hmm. I have a bigger chest so it's gonna show regardless anyway you know so it's like and it's also like making you not want to trust men because they're like oh cover up because your brother is home your dad is home like how sick of a mindset do you have to like like how disgusting is that that you're teaching young girls like your daughters that like you can't trust your family members like i get that like they're they they also have had trauma where like things have happened and like they can't trust like they heard the news like whatever they know that you can't trust certain people right so they're trying to like help you out but mm-hmm. also like i'm in the comfort of my house like i'm gonna freaking wear what i want like mm-hmm. why the hell is my brother allowed to wear like shorts in the house and like when i wear something like that it's like the end of the world you know so i think regarding fashion like it's been such a touchy subject for me and like we'll talk about body image and like weight in another episode but it's, yeah. it's so crazy how like the restrictions that i had on my body from like such a young age regarding like what i wear has had like such an influence on like how I view myself and what I wear and how I even now how I even am now like as an adult and it's crazy like I was literally telling you the other day how um how like oh like if if I okay so I'm skinny right there's um there's skinny people and there's also people with like bigger chests so I'm like on that realm so that's something that's like genetics right like obviously I didn't ask for that right so since I have that Things that I wear look different on skinnier people that have, like, a smaller chest, right? But it's more sexualized on me and more policed on me because it looks different because I have a different body shape. But it's, like, why are other girls allowed to wear, like, crop tops and, like, whatever and get away with it and it's not a big deal? But when I wear it because I have a bigger chest, it's, like, the worst thing ever. Like, I have to cover up. Like, literally, okay, now I'm, like, going off on a rant, but literally, like, control, like, the men in the house or, like, control the people in your life instead of freaking telling young girls, like, what to do and, like, what to wear. I think that goes back to, like, I haven't seen it too much on, like, social media, but I remember, like, a couple years ago, like, whenever there was, like, an instance of sexual assault or anything related to that, that, like, went popular, um... You know, like, over social media, I think, like, the first, like, initial comments were, like, mm. oh, like, what was she wearing? Oh, my God. Like, oh, like, was she drunk? Like, oh, like, you know, who did she go with? Like, oh, like, and it's all, like, I was always, whenever I saw that, I was, like, why is that the first Especially thing for, asking? like, freaking, like, it, this happens to, like, five-year-olds, toddlers, too. Like, are you asking, people are also asking the toddlers, like, oh, what was she wearing? Like, disgusting. Like, when it gets to stuff like that, like, I don't even know what to say. It's, like, I, 
I I get so like confused in the way that people think to where I just like stay silent and I'm just like if you're thinking like that like may God be with you I don't know what makes you like qu- make that your first question when something like but, this like, happens but that, you know I've also also had like those common brown girl stories where I've literally had to like what I said before I've had to change like when I left the house and like yeah. it's been so annoying to have like a double life um, I know like once I was telling the story to Mashoon but like once i was literally wearing like a dress and i was wearing thigh high boots and i didn't want to change because like if you know thigh high boots you have to take the whole ass freaking thing off and like they're all the way up to like your stomach basically like they're long you know (laughs) um so like i put a big like trench coat on and i like closed it up (laughs) when i like came home thinking that i was slick but Mm. literally like it just opened up and my mom saw my outfit i was like ah shit but like at that point i was already at that point, I was already done with the party. I was already home. So I was like, okay, like, what is she going to do? You know? Yeah. But, like, that's literally the shit that I had to do. Like, cover up, cover up things with, like, sweaters and, like, baggy stuff. And then I can change later. later. Yeah. Um, Before you go on, like, like I was saying earlier, like, I feel like I've done similar things. But not in the same, not in the same kind of, like, all, like, you know, with, with me dressing a certain way and you dressing a certain way, our, mo- our mothers are getting upset about it for two completely different reasons. I understand that. But I just, like... Again, I just think it's interesting how like we both we both kind of d- did that same thing. Yeah, I think it just shows like how worldwide this friggin' notion is. But also, I think after all these years of hearing those type of comments and experiencing those things, like obviously it's very traumatizing, and I'm still very like hurt over the things that I've I've um, heard over the past few years. And you can't really recover from that right away. But I think I'm coming to a point where I'm having like a better relationship with my body and kind of expressing myself how I want to be I think obviously this is more easy this is easier especially if like you move out or like you know you're not living with like the person that constantly keeps giving you those comments but I'm trying to find like a better relationship with my body and like I was thinking about how hard it is for brown girls to like just exist like so many people on Instagram have to private their profiles because like they're scared that someone's gonna snitch on them just for like posting bikini pictures or like just literally having fun and it's so sad how like we've been taught to censor ourselves and just enjoy ourselves in private and yeah I think now I'm trying to get to a point where I'm more comfortable with like what I wear and being okay with posting it and you know just taking baby steps but I feel like at this point I think culture and religion is like interchangeable like they're kind of equal to one another at this point i definitely think it's like both like obviously in islam you have to like cover up and be modest like whatever but i also think it has a lot to do with culture because they had been raised in a certain way back home and then they try bringing that mentality here you know what also is crazy Hmm. like i haven't been to bangladesh since i was in first grade so over like 20 years no actually like over like 15 years and from what i hear like, these countries, Bangladesh, India, whatever, they're so much more modern than us. I forget what the term is, but there's, like, this this term for our immigrant parents that basically come here, leaving their home country, coming to the U.S., the Western world, and they have all of these, um, like, morals and values in mind, thinking that's, that's, like, what a traditional girl is or a traditional boy is. But, but like, then, Bangladesh is also modernizing, right? Yeah, since they haven't gone back in a while, they don't realize that it's modernizing, 
and they still like the parents our parents have like a backwards mentality because they aren't aware that there is change going on so they see americans as like worse than back home even though it's kind of like the opposite which is crazy like the what i from what i heard these bengali girls they be going to clubs they be dressing going to hookah lounges which isn't bad but i'm saying like you know they're modernizing a lot like is like different than us but yeah like recently i went to mexico for vacation and it was the first time where i was able to wear a bikini in peace and not feel hate crime basically because i didn't have those voices in my head because like that community wasn't surrounding me and it it felt so like nice like i've never felt that much peace in my life and i was literally just existing for myself and not caring about my body image and how i was perceived to other people and i just like literally i just like want to be more unapologetically myself from now on i'm going to try my best even though obviously it's hard now because i'm back in new york but but you know i'm going to try my best i think it's so important i think it's like i don't i don't want to sound like like a broken record but like again like restating like what i said in the beginning i i do think that like it's really crazy and like i advise any male listeners that we have like this is like a lesson that like i keep learning like over and over again in my life is that like brown girl brown women go through so much more that like we we won't ever understand and like that whole thing that you just said about like the bikini in cancun like i'm sure it's like crossed my mind before but over the last couple of days where like you said it more i've thought about it more and like you know i just i just wanted to say that i'm happy for you that's all thank you, know, you. i'm happy yeah. that i'm happy that you were able to to like live for yeah yourself like, a little bit like i that. remember even you mentioned how like your older sister experienced things that I'm mentioning and like you noticed it happening but it's like as a brother like it's kind of a unspoken privilege that you have that you don't have to experience the same things and it's like you want to help but like how can you really help like you just kind of see it happen you know you know you you get older and you just see things from like a different pair of eyes and um you know that that's where I'm at right now and like you know I'm at a place where like I understand emotions like empathy and like perspective a lot stronger than like I did a couple years ago so just coming back to like a lot of these things that I saw growing up is very different so Mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean any any guys that are my age and like 22 23 age group or if you're younger you know keep these things in mind because it's it's really important for you to recognize them at one point and and don't make it too long of a wait what I'm saying is that you should keep going with their Instagram and your TikTok because you're really inspiring Mm -hmm. some of these young brown men speaking of that speaking of that let's just talk a a little bit about you know like the the future of us why we want to keep doing this i mean i'll go first like i've been into high fashion and learning about like actual design and production yeah this man knows about like textiles and like freaking models and designers i've never i i i've always said like you know my my dream school was always the fashion fashion institute of technology in new york city whenever i go to new york we always walk past and i always tell you like yeah hey, we always cry like, I, <laughs> I, this has always been my dream school I, i've always said that like I, i've always wanted my kid to go to that school hopefully he's into that kind of he or she is into fashion i hope we'll see but um but yeah i mean i've always wanted to get really into that i'm releasing my book and i'm gonna make a couple t-shirt design designs to sell with that you know most of my tiktoks are about clothing i love 
thrifting. I love, um, there's a lot of stuff that I plan for it. You know, I've always been into sneakers. I I love like painting on my clothing and having like DIYing my own designs on my clothing. That's definitely something I'm going to continue for a long time. My sense of style is different. I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. There's nobody like me. You feel me? I think my reason for loving fashion so much, I've always loved it. But like, like I said, I wasn't able to express myself in high school and college just because first, like, you know, where I grew up, my community and also like my parents, like I wasn't fully able to. But now, like I've since I've met you, I've been more into fashion and I started realizing that since I'm so like into my culture and I'm so passionate about it, my fashion is like a direct relation correlation to like my designs my art like my passion like literally every single day i have to wear something that i've made every single day i wear my joy bangla tote bag i either wear like my air forces that i've painted or Mm -hmm. i'll wear wear, like my t-shirts that i painted or like labyrinth.com labyrinth.com if you haven't gotten your own apparel new apparel coming soon oh but (laughs) but yeah i think for myself like it's so important for me to express myself through my fashion especially showing people that I'm Bangladeshi and I'm proud and showing people that I'm an artist. I have purple hair, you know, I just love expressing mm-hmm. myself. And like, most importantly, the reason I started selling it is because you rarely see brown South Asian inspired fashion. Like you don't see yeah. your country on a shirt. You don't see things from your culture on a shirt or on a sweatshirt, whatever. And I just want people to feel represented, included, I want them to feel heard through fashion because that's literally like the first thing that people see when they see you, right? Like your clothing. So especially in like, you know, I don't live in like a small city by any means. Like I live in Orlando, Florida, which is a moderate size. But like even here, like if I ever see somebody in something that says like Bangladesh on it, I would go crazy. I can't recall one time I've ever seen that. Imagine like a smaller city like mine, and and if if they saw something like they they must feel like out of this world type shit. Right. So and so many white people like start conversations with you. So many brown people obviously start conversations with you when they see mm-hmm. like different language mm-hmm. or like different things on your tote bags or shirts or whatever. And it's such yeah. a nice like connection type of thing, you know. Like I've had so many supporters and white people just come up to me asking me about my tote bag <laughs> or like recognize me because of my tote bag or my hair, whatever. But yeah. yeah, it's really nice connecting yeah. people through fashion. But anyway, so we got we got a few responses about this topic, and we want to share some, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first response we got, um, they said definitely would choose a different outfit to change into at school. Lemonade Mouth got got it so right. So if you guys don't know, Lemonade Mouth is my favorite Disney Channel movie. On top really? of really Camp Rock, yeah. I, I mentioned this in a different episode, but Mohini was my spirit animal back in the day. Yeah. She was half... That, that was still my whitewashed face. So, like, she was brown, but she's also half white. Mm-hmm. And I felt so seen because, like, she was the one brown person that I really loved. And her name is also Mo. Mm-hmm. So, I related to her so much. And she also had a white boyfriend. I didn't have that. But, like, you know, she really had to, like, hide her culture. I mean, no, hide her actual identity from her parents. Like, hide her boyfriend, hide her clothing, yeah. whatever. So I, like, really relate with this. Like, that was literally me. Um, So the next one that we got um, is actually really heavy and very relatable. I know I responded to her with my own experience, and, you know, I commend her for telling me and being so vulnerable. I'll read it um, verbatim. Growing up, a lot of aunties gave me backhanded compliments about my looks, and a lot of them straight up told me I'd be prettier if I wasn't as chubby. I used to perform at Bengali shows and events where I'd wear costumes that made me feel super exposed 
and I hated everyone staring at me, so I bought a whole bunch of oversized sweaters and clothes, and I quit performing and hid my body with all of that. And to this day, I still struggle with wearing anything that shapes my body, and I really don't even know what it looks like right now, to be honest, because of my body dysmorphia, which is so bad. I wish aunties knew how damaging their tiny little comments truly are. Yeah, I think I resonated with this a lot. Um, You know, thank you again for sharing that. I don't think that they realize how damaging comments like this are because especially like you've probably been hearing it for years and years now right like it's probably still haunting you in your adult years and just like these continuous comments that you hear on the daily which is kind of like normal now you know but it's still like on the back of your head when you're doing things and you still hear like their little voice you know which is so like hurtful and it's so sad that you had to literally cover up your body because of these comments and also even more sad that this is what I responded with but even more sad that even if you were skinny basically as what they wanted there there, there's still something that they would want you to change you know like it's damned if you do damned if you don't and it's it's sad that brown girls have to go through this I think it's so crazy how like brown guys don't get this whatsoever they get you know they literally there's get... still some there's still some okay yeah do. but but for the most part the brown guy like you know what the brown guys get like oh like right you look so handsome like you know like right. blah blah like whatever and you know They're for the most the part that, that that's what they get and i think it's just like yeah i mean thank thank you for sharing that i mean i didn't see that response but but yeah like, you're, you're awesome thank you for sharing that um and you got this like this is such a healing journey but i'm sure that i think separating yourself from your parents is a big um big part of it where you finally have that room to heal but i think it is also like a therapy thing and like a mental journey that you have to go through and like start realizing that these comments don't define you and you basically have to start seeing yourself through your own eyes and instead of like your mom's eyes or through your parents whatever the comments you've heard from their eyes yeah and that's really hard it takes a long time but i know you got this i got this we all got this you know um the last thing that we got is my grandma telling me to wear dupatta because my dad and brother are home Mm. so i don't think you can relate to this obviously but yeah this is very common for girls and it's so sad like literally my mom will say for me to change my clothing because family's coming over and i'm like why the hell do i have to change my clothing that i'm wearing comfortably at home for people coming over to my house and i think it's crazy how like you know if you're a brother or you're a guy and there's like a sister in your home like and you're if, the, if you're the type of brother that's like oh like this doesn't happen to my sister maybe it is behind like closed doors and you're just like not seeing it happen like i feel like that's this what i'm saying it's too. a privilege it's a privilege to like not even experience this and like not even acknowledge this happening and and I guess it's you know it's it's my duty as as the guy on this podcast to to make sure that like get the other guys are trying to recognize these things because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us are just in a place of like denial like oh that doesn't happen over here like, that doesn't happen in my home but right. it, but it probably is you know and you just don't see mm-hmm. it so I cannot wait to move out and just dress how I want in the comfort of my home without any comments and any obligation should we do a moving out episode we got we do a will. lot of episodes I have a lot to say we but, got a lot um, to say. Do you have any one second? <laughs> we went from 10 seconds to one second. Let me see. 30 seconds. Let tip. me see. 30 seconds. Now we're 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, How about you go first? I don't and have one yet. 
All right. Um. 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 All right. Um. I'll say one. All right. Text your mom. Like you know, you know. You can't just drop that. You can't just drop that bomb. You know what excuse I hate? What? I'm too busy. Well, I hate that excuse in general for anything. I'm too busy to do this. I'm too busy to do that. No, you're not. Like, first of all, if it's related to like talking to someone or like texting them, like a simple thing. Yeah. No, you're not. Like, if you guys look at your freaking time usage on your phone, it's probably eight hours a day or less than that, or like more than that. More. Right. What the hell do you mean you don't have time? And how long does it take? You know, before you even said that, the one thing I was thinking about is, you know, I got I got upset with a certain individual recently that told me that they don't have time. And my my piece of advice is you have time. And if you think that you don't have time, you have time. You know, everyone has time. You just got to put your priorities, put your your pride aside. Stop thinking that like you're hot shit. Stop thinking that like you're on top of the world and recognize that like you have time and you you, you're just making excuses because you don't want to face reality so you got time all right anyways thank you so much for listening to our podcast thank you guys so much for listening our our instagram is difficult dish if you want to follow our individual shut up (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) if you want to (laughs) follow if you want to follow our individual journeys i'm labyrinth i'm labyrinth Thank you guys and for listening to our podcast. Shut <laughs> up. And okay, he's okay, Mishnu okay. Manir on Instagram. Right. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Leave us five stars on Spotify. Leave us five stars. Or Apple Leave Music. Leave us comments too. Download it everywhere on your computer, on your mom's computer, on your friend's computer. Talk good stuff about us. Okay. All right. Love thank you. you so much for All listening. Right. We good love office. you. Bye. Bye.